When it comes to confidence, a person I admire is a woman uh, who argued with Jesus. You could find the story in Matthew 15. So Jesus had left his own area and gone up north to another country. And there a woman started following him around and shouting at him to heal her daughter. And Jesus didn't answer her anything. In the end, his disciples got so fed up that they begged Jesus to tell her to go away. And so Jesus said to her, look, I was sent to help God's sheep, the, the Jews. And she said, uh, uh, she threw herself at Jesus' feet, worshipped him and said, Lord, help me. And Jesus said, yeah, but it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. And she said, yeah, true, but even the dogs get the scraps that fall off the table. And Jesus, I'm sure he laughed and he said, oh, dear woman, your faith is something else. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. So I love this story of a woman so confident that she could argue with Jesus and get what she wanted in the end. And I think there's three things we can learn from this woman about having confidence. The first thing is accepting who we are. She didn't argue with Jesus about who she was. A Canaanite, despised by the Jews, a woman who shouldn't have even been talking to a man. She just accepted that. And I think the thing we need to accept about ourselves is that we're sinners. We're incapable of living a good life without God's help. We need his mercy. We also need to accept who God has made us to be. Each one of us has been given everything we need, the right family, the right situation, the right gifts, the right body, to be the person that God made us to be. And we need to accept that. The second thing about this woman is she believed that Jesus loved her. The story doesn't say that, but I'm absolutely sure that the reason she didn't give up, even though the disciples were fed up with her, even though Jesus didn't answer her, is because the closer she got to Jesus, and I think, you know, Jesus' silence made her come closer to him, which is what it often does for us as well. But as she got closer to Jesus, she saw in his eyes that he loved her and she didn't give up. She kept on. She argued with him because she knew he loved her. And I think that is the real secret for having confidence. It's knowing that we're beloved. There's an American uh, writer who wrote a little poem. And did you get what you wanted from this life? Even so. And what did you want? to call myself beloved, to feel myself beloved on the earth. Now, he, Raymond Carver, he got that from his second wife. Some of us possibly might not ever get that from some other human here on earth, but every single one of us can know that we are beloved by Jesus. If we follow him, if we go after him, God looks at us, Ephesians 1 verse 6, in one of Paul's letters, he says, we are accepted in the beloved. When God looks at us, he sees us as being in Jesus, his beloved son. And it isn't for anything that we've done, just as God's love for Jesus wasn't for anything he'd done. At Jesus' baptism, so before he had done anything, he'd not healed anybody, he'd not died on the cross, God said to him, you are my beloved son and I delight in you. And that's what we need to believe 
that we also are beloved. The third thing about the woman was she was committed to something outside of herself and her cause was her daughter's healing. We need to find something to be committed to, something to be passionate about. And the thing that we're called to be is to be a servant in the kingdom, the kingdom that is at the moment hidden, but one day will come out in the open. And Jesus said that even the son of man, that's him, didn't come to be served, but to serve. And that's what we need to find out where we can serve. And I love um, this quote by an American preacher called Beth Moore. Life shouldn't be a journey to the grave with the intention of arriving safely in an attractive and well-preserved body, but rather to skid in broadside, Chardonnay in one hand, strawberries in the other, thoroughly used up, totally worn out and loudly shouting, wow, what a ride. Thank you, Lord. And that's what life's about, living it fully for something outside of ourselves. And even more than what doing something like that is to become like Jesus. Pope John Paul II said, we are not the sum of our weakness and failure. We are the sum of the Father's hope and our real capacity to become the image of his son. Henri Nguyen, a French theologian said, from the moment we claim the truth of being the beloved, we are faced with the call to become what we are. Becoming the beloved is the great spiritual journey we have to make. And so the third thing that we need to do is to join this cause of becoming like Jesus, which includes serving in his kingdom to the best of our abilities. So what are the three things? Well, to make it easy, uh, it's ABC. So what's A? Accept who you are. Accept that you make a mess, that you need help. Accept that you are uniquely you, exactly who God made you to be. Accept that God accepts you because of Jesus. That's A. B, believe you are beloved. How, how can we get this truth to go from something we know in our head to something in our hearts? And I think one of the secrets is repetition. So we need to maybe say it every day to ourselves if we don't already feel it in here. I am beloved. That is my identity. My main identity isn't that I'm a mission worker or I'm a mum or I'm a teacher or whatever. My main identity is I am beloved. So maybe stick, write it out and stick it on your mirror. And when you look in the mirror and think, oh dear, what a mess. Instead, don't say that anymore. Say, I am beloved. And if you repeat it enough days, it'll start to come down here into your heart and shape who you are. It's a secret of repetition. And I think another way to start believing that we're beloved is to look out for signs that God gives us that we're beloved. And I'll, I'll give you just one example of uh, a sign for me here was in the church here where I don't feel very accepted or haven't done recently, uh, the choir started singing in Portuguese, but to the tune of Leonard Cohen's Alleluia. And I thought to me that felt like a sign because I love Leonard Cohen's music. 
And it felt like a sign, like God saying, even here in a little village in Portugal, I'm showing you, it's you I love, I love you. And C, commit to a cause outside yourself. Risk, don't play it safe, risk. And you can risk because you know that you're beloved.